welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 2, right from verse, verse 10, for it is fitting for him, for whom are all things, by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will sing praises to you. And again, I will put my trust in you. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Bondage, For in, indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. In that he, had, he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are being tempted. Verse 11 and then verse 12. Verse 12, let me pick it from verse 12. It says that, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren and in the midst of the assembly. Now, the word translated assembly in some translations, in some translations, actually church, say church. Church. So I will declare your name to the church. Right? That is the first time that word church has been used in the book of Hebrews. The assembly of the believers. The reason why Jesus came to die is so that the church can be born. So as soon as he resurrected from the death, he said, I'm going to declare your name to the church. What does it mean to declare his name? You see, it takes the resurrected Christ for us to know God. To know his name, not his attributes, names like Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah uh, uh, Sabbath, um, Nisi, and the rest. Not, not just that, but it's, it's when he said to declare his name, to reveal him to us. Right? So he said, I will declare your name. He said, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. Say brethren. brethren. That's a very important word. He showed up again in the verse 17, but in the verse 11 it says that since the children are flesh and blood, he himself shared in the same that truth that he might destroy him who has the power of death. He might destroy him who has the power of death. For both he will sanctify those who are bitter are one. For he's not ashamed to call them brethren. That's the verse 11. He's not ashamed to call them brethren. Okay? He's not ashamed to call them brethren. Alright, that's what I, I dwelt on extensively last week. But today he says that um I will declare your name to my brethren, the brethren. 
I'll declare your name. So it takes the resurrected Jesus to declare his name, not to everybody. So don't be surprised. People are always criticizing, oh, but Jesus is like this. If you are not part of the church, I'm not talking about an organized religious church. I'm talking about if you are not born again, if Jesus is not in your heart, there's no way you can know God. You can't know God because you don't have what it takes. Your spirit is dead. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, it says that, and you who were dead. Can you imagine? He was talking to somebody. People said, you were dead. Not dead in the mortuary, but dead in the sanctuary. <laughs> people come to the sanctuary and they are dead. And we, all you see is, what you see in the sanctuary is not people, is you are seeing obituary. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm not talking about organized religion. I'm talking about sanctified humanity. Justified humanity. And living unto God. We were dead unto God, but now we are alive unto God because of Christ. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So not, not to dwell too much on the verse 11. He said, I will declare your name to my brethren. And then, sorry, so I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I'll praise you. That's where the assembly, the midst of the church. And we praise him. He comes to join us in praising God. Verse 14 is where I will really want. So on the verse 14, verse 14 says that, Inasmuch then as the children are partakers, are partaking of flesh and blood. Now we have, now remember the word partaking. Okay, partaking means to be part of. You have, we have, it is a, in as much then as the children have partaken. We have already. As soon as you are born a human being, you have partaken of human nature. You've partaken, you've taken part of you. So when we are talking about humanity, you are one of those people we are talking about. All right. When we are talking about the global population, we are not talking about number of trees. So as soon as you are born, you are partaking of that, that, that statistic. You are part of it. So, as, so you are talking about uh, mortal, say mortality. mortality. When we talk about mortality or mortals, that is human beings who die. Mortals. So mere, we are mere mortals. That's why we make mistakes. We are mere mortals. That's why we have Fatal accidents and fatal diseases. Fatal situations because immortals don't undergo fatal conditions. Fatal situations. Because anything that is fatal means that it's, it's resulting in death. So immortal, the only one who is immortal is God. Angels and spirits don't actually die. But they do not possess immortality. But angels and spirits don't die. They don't have the life of God. Right? The life of God. Now, so Bible says that since we are flesh and blood, since we are mortals, we are flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared. See, there are two words. The first one is partaking. Second one is shared. Partaking means that in every sense of the word, we are, we are the same. But to share means like, in fact, the word likewise in the same way we have flesh and blood, he also shared in it. So he actually had not, like he didn't partake in flesh and blood as we are partaking, not the same way, but he just shared in it. So he didn't originally have the nature of flesh, the human nature, but he just became part of human nature. So in other words, he was before he came. You went before you came. You were not. You, were, you existed when you were born. You started to exist when you were born. Even though somewhere in the plan of God, you were there. 
in his plans, but you have not come to life or light. So, but he has always been. That's why he said, before Abraham, I am. Because he's always been. So, he who was, became. He who has always existed, but without flesh, took, took on flesh. So, in Romans, last week I spoke about, about it. Romans chapter 8, verse 2, verse 3 particularly. He says that God said, Bible said that for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, say through the flesh. Very important thing you have to understand. The law, the commandments, the demands of God. God gave us these demands. He said, these are the standards you are supposed to meet. But the demands God gave us, the laws he gave us, a weak through the flesh. The flesh cannot fulfill the law. God did. So what the law could not do, the law was supposed to point us to the right directions of God, the right standards of God for us to fulfill it, but we couldn't do So the law could not do it in the flesh because it was weak in the flesh. God himself did. Okay, who did? Who did? So when God gave the demands, he came to meet his own demands. So what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, why couldn't the law do it? It was weak in the flesh, okay? Why couldn't the law do it? It was weak in the... So what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, God himself did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. The point I'm making here is he also took the same. He didn't leave anything. Likewise shared in the same. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending for by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. How did he do it? He met the standards of God and sin could not be found in his flesh. For once, God's standard, the law of God, has been fully fulfilled to the maximum with, without sin having a say. So he condemned in the flesh. I'm talking about flesh. Not spirit. Flesh. God said, I will do it myself in the flesh. When people say, but how can you say God, three, uh, God, Trinity? Three, three in one God. How, how can you say? How can you say Jesus is God? How can you say Jesus Christ came? I mean, how, how can God come? You see, it has everything to do with your definition of God. You have restricted God to your definition. That's why you think he can't do some things. Now, if he could just say, let there be an... What is it that he can't do? Obviously, let me just... There are some things God cannot do. He must know that. He cannot lie. Okay? He cannot lie. He cannot deny his word. All right? God is not a man that is lying. And then, um, he, he, he cannot cheat you. There are some, they cannot sin. All right, so, but then when we take, with God, if God decides that me, I have created everything, and if he, he, God himself, he decided to create, how about this? You watch the movie, and then you watch a movie, and you see someone with three eyes, or one eye. It's okay for you. You are laughing. <laughs> Look at that monster, is coming. <laughs> you are laughing. You don't get out of the movie theater and say, this is wrong. How can you wait? No. And when you see the stories of aliens, most of us have believed this so much. But you find it difficult to believe that Jesus Christ came, God came as Jesus. What's your problem? What's your problem? God created us. Do you know why you have a problem with it? Because Jesus has not declared the name of God to you. That's right. 
That's your problem. You actually don't know God and you can't know him. You can't know him. So don't try to use your little intellect, your little intellect to define who God must be. He said, I chose, listen, he said, I created human beings and I chose to also come to be like human beings. What is your problem? Is that what you can understand about God? At least let a little bit of education make you know that it's possible for God to do that. So, what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. I like that bit. God did it. He gave the law and he did the law. God did. By, how did he do it? By sending forth his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Bible says in Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 that when in the fullness of time, God sent, in the fullness of God sent forth his son born of a woman. Hey! A woman, a woman being, a woman, <laughs> a woman gives birth to deity. How? Deity decides to wrap himself in humanity because there's no human being who has not been born. If you are not born, you are not a human being, you are a spirit and you are illegal on earth. You are an illegal inhabitant. Satan, listen, oh man, I don't want to get diverted, but even spirits, they can't operate freely on earth. They need objects. So, Bible says that when the spirit leaves a man, he goes to roam two places, are places. And in, in, in Luke chapter Luke chapter 11, verse 20, verse 24, he goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest. And watch this. And finding none, he, he says, I'll return to my house. They always need something to be inside. They always need something to operate. Spirits cannot operate freely on earth. They need objects. They need agents. Bible says that spirit lives in human beings. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11. Inasmuch as then that the children have to partake in flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through, that through death, say through death. All right. He came with an agenda. And the agenda was that, watch this. The agenda was that he might destroy him who has the power of death. Because someone had the power of death. Someone had the power of death. And that person needs to be destroyed. He had the power of death. And how can you destroy the one who has the power of death? Because all of us have been subjected to death. That's why we are mortals. Our problem is death. As soon as Adam and Eve sinned, they welcomed death. So I think in Romans chapter 5 verse 14, if my memory serves me right, Romans chapter 5 verse 14 talks about, I think it says that never let death reign from Adam to Moses. Even over those who have not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. That's Adam was a type of Jesus. What does that mean for Adam to be a type of Jesus? Because Adam sinned, all of us became like him. So because Jesus lived right, all those of us who are in him, we are also right so it's not based on what you have done, but it's based on who, who you are in. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's based on who you are in. So then you can tell that by, by Adam, we are all plunged into death. And we all, Bible says, for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. And then likewise, if one man can put us into trouble, then one man can also bring us out of trouble. Yes. It's a simple equation. Okay, uh-huh. I know what you are thinking. All right, why is it that we, all of us have been come out of trouble? He, has, he doesn't have to force you. 
Now you are going to take responsibility of coming out. You were born into it. That's why he has made a provision. So you've got to d- decide to jump out. For God so loved the world because he doesn't want the world to perish. He did something. He did something about our sorry situation. God did something about our sorry situation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten that whosoever believes, that whosoever must take the responsibility to believe. If you don't do it yourself, he can't believe for you. That's how it is. Right. So, Bible says that Jesus Christ came to die because of Adam's sin. Death passed on all of us. Even those of us who have not sinned like the way Adam sinned. That's what Romans chapter 5 verse 14 is saying. According, King James used that, according to the similitude of Adam's sin. I like King James, you know. Sometimes he uses words that are very similitude of Adam's transgression. Hey, that's a powerful statement. <laughs> what does that mean? Just a likeness, similar. So New King James says it better. New King James puts it that we haven't seen according to the likeness of Adam's transgression. So you, have to, you didn't have to do what Adam did to merit what Adam brought upon himself and all of us. So in that same way, I mean, this is an argument. If, in fact, the book of Roman is, Romans is presenting salvation from a judicial point of view. Judicial justice. So it's more of an argument. That's law. That's why it's talking about we are justified. It's from a justice point of view. Whilst Ephesians is from a living life point of view. So Romans is trying to make, raise an argument that this our salvation. The fact that I'm saved is not like God used his power. Okay, you doesn't matter. Come, you are in. No, there is a judicial reason why I've been saved. It is, it is forensic. It is judicial. It is justifiable. It is legal. You can take it to the highest court and it is legal. Everything is clean. It's legit. <laughs> so, it says that, uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 14, it says that, Look at the verse, the next verse. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, the gift of God, abound to many. So if death came by one, there's much more grace comes by one. But let's get back to the Hebrews. So then he says that he himself shared in the same that he might destroy him who has the power of death. Katagio is the Greek word destroy. I want to explain it, all right? I want to explain it because if Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 is saying that Jesus Christ, because we are flesh and blood, Jesus Christ shared in the same that through death, okay, through death, he might destroy him who has the power of death. And who is that person? So you don't miss it. He just says, the Bible tells you, it's the devil he's talking about. Who has the power of death? Who has the power of death? So Jesus came to die that he might destroy. He might destroy who? He might destroy who? Now, but has Jesus died? Yes. Is the devil destroyed? In what way is he destroyed? Because he's still causing havoc. <laughs> Some of you can see the devil in your backyard. You can tell the devil is actually has jumped into your account. <laughs> <laughs> So what is it then? What's it then? If Jesus has destroyed the devil, it, it didn't mean to get rid of the devil. To destroy the devil, the katagio is the Greek word, is, it, is to, 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 to disengage. 
to disengage, to render null and void, to render ineffective, to neutralize. So he's around, he's effective in other people's life, but in your life, when you are in Christ, the devil has been unemployed. Are you getting that? He died to unemploy the devil. So long as those who come to Christ. So anything Satan is behind, so long as you are a Christian, you have an upper hand. Now, and you see verse 15, to, and to release. He has to unemploy, disarm, disengage. That's the Greek word translated to destroy. To make, make a mess of the enemy. So that he, his power, the power the devil uses to hold you, whatever he uses to try and control your life, he says, crush it. He crushed it. He destroyed it. He can't, he can't have power against you again. Now, I need to go to the death. So destroy his you. And then the, the word translated there. So he who has the, the word translated power, he who has the power, put it on the screen again. Let's all read it together. I like verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 2. It's such a, it's such a powerful text. Okay, shall we all read it together? Let's go. In as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil. He might destroy who? What has the devil got? The power of death. The power of death does not mean the power over death. It's got it. See, God, death has got some power, and Satan has got it. Because the devil is now, he's the one causing havoc and enforcing futility, enforcing trouble. So he begins to kill people softly deep, through depression, through sicknesses, through diseases, through frustration, through hopelessness, through failure. All kind, these are all, is, as I said earlier, incipient death. It's death in the making. So have you realized that if you don't stop things going worse in your life, they don't stop. If you are embittered, you are a bitter woman or a bitter man, and you don't deal with it now, you never get better. This naturally keeps, because the devil is, you are on the motorway of death. So if you don't do a U-turn, by the time you realize, I mean, if you, if you, I mean, you most of us, I've been at the shopping center, somewhere you go, you are on the first floor, second floor, first floor, and then you see the lift. You know, every time there's, there's arrow going up, down, the thing is coming, you say, this one is going basement, but you are going Upment. <laughs> you are going up and it says basement and you sit in it anyway. It's going, still going to take you down. You might as well come out and wait for it to come back up or join the one going up. In the same way, if you don't take responsibility in Jesus to deal with some things in your life, they, they won't correct themselves. Weeds. Oh, my, my garden is growing weeds. I, don't, I can't be bothered. It will be okay. Later it will kill. Hey, weeds don't kill themselves. So they actually multiply. That's, so Satan, has, yes, Satan is the one who has the power making it happen. He's making it happen. He has the power. That, and someone needs to disengage him from a believer's life. Yes. So Jesus, and we couldn't do that. Because, ah, listen, listen. Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 12, that because of sin, death passed through all men. Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. How did death come in? How did death come in? So as soon as sin entered, death also came in. And then Satan went for the power of death. 
death has entered. He was the power, the power of death, and enforcing the imp impact of death, the effect after effect of death, <laughs> and trying to harass and frustrate people. And so, sin is what gives death the footstool. So, in the in the book of First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse I like this one. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-five and fifty-six. Fifty-six, particularly, I believe. Fifty-six. Look at that. Look at that. He said, "Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, his, where is your victory? Go to the fifty-six. That's what he said. The sting of death is what? Can I, can, let's read it together. Let's go. The sting of death is I don't hear you. I think you can read it louder. Oh, okay. I can understand why some book. I'm not read it. I can understand. You are afraid. Read it out loud. When you sin, you are not doing anything against a church, a pastor, or a prophet, or somebody. You are dying. They, they stink. Stink. You know bees, they stink. They stink. Scorpion, the tail stinks. The stink of death is sin. Without sin, death can stink. The sin of death. So the Bible says that God sending his son in the likeness of human flesh condemned sin in the flesh. That's why he, ha he was able to overpower death. Romans chapter 8 verse 3. Jesus Christ came, he condemned sin in the flesh. So Romans 8 3. So then, God did by sending his son on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. So Jesus Christ dealt with sin. That's why he was sinless. In Hebrews chapter, chapter, chapter 4 verse 15, it says that, 4 verse 15 says that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize? For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our feelings, but was at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Say without sin. Without Say sin. without sin. Without In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Bible says that God, 2 Corinthians 5, for he made him who do you know sin to be sin for us. Did Jesus know sin? No, he didn't know sin. What does it mean for he didn't know sin? He knew no sin. He didn't commit any sin. The only human being who lived who was sinless. He said, before Abraham, I am. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll lay I down my life and I'll pick. He said, I'll be with you. I'm going, but I'll come. But where am I? You'll be. Jesus said that, believe and you will live. And people who were dead already, he will wake them, he raised them back to life. Lazarus, come forth. He said, I'm the resurrection. He was healing all manner of sicknesses. Did you hear them? Any of the religious leaders healed sicknesses? When they were even beating him, he said, Lord, forgive them. One of his disciples, Peter, he was a very strong man. He had sword. He pulled it out, chopped somebody's ear off. He said, next time, when you see my master, come around. Jesus said, Peter, put back your sword in the sheath. Put it back. For they who live by the sword, die by the sword. Put it back. I don't need you to fight for me. If I want someone to fight for me, all I do is call, ask my father. He will send 12 legion angels. And because when they came, they said, we are looking for Jesus. He said, I am he. They all fell. Their soldiers fell. So I can deal with them. And he says in John chapter 10, he said that a good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John chapter 10. He said, he said that the, the thief comes not but to kill, to steal. John 10, 10 and to destroy. But I have come that you, I came that you. I came for your sake. You stand there and be, 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 be talking gibberish. I came for your sake. You are dying, but I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Serious. I have come. He says that a good shepherd lays down, verse 11, 12, 13 of George chapter 10. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Pastor, 
my friend pastor listening to me, a good pastor lays down his life for the sheep. Think about it. Later on, we can discuss it. <laughs> so I came that in my life. Like, why? Because I came to destroy them. So he came. Bible says that, he, Hebrews 2 verse 14, that he might destroy him who has the power of death. The power, say the power of death. Say the power of death. The power of death there means, uh, the, uh, I think the Greek word, kratos. Kratos, which means the might, the influence, the force of death. When it's come, because everybody is afraid to die. And to release those who through the fear of death were, were subject to death. I like, I like this. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus came to nullify the influence of death over your life. Okay, so why are we dying? Why are we still dying? Because we shouldn't, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't die anymore. We Christians don't die, they go to sleep. The death you are talking about is not just physical death. Physical death is the end. But most people who die physically are actually dead and they are still dying. The Bible says that anyone whose name is not written in the book of life, Revelation chapter 20, verse 14. Interesting. Even death himself was put in the lake of fire. Wow. Revelation is there. Revel- death and Hades. Hades is hell. And death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15. And anyone whose name was known, hey, listen, anyone, anyone who, anyone, whether you are prime minister, anyone, whether you are a beautiful girl, anyone, whether you are an ugly man, anyone, whether you are intelligent, anyone, whether you are a fool, anyone, 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 whether you have money, anyone, whether you don't have money, anyone. So why are you poor and you go to hell? That's not wise. (laughs) Because you already suffered on earth. Oh, don't go to hell, bro. Don't go to hell, bro. Because some rich people are even going to hell, you know. Shout hallelujah. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You go and meet death and hell there. They are all many and suffering. Death. Death is a personality. Jesus said, I am he. Who was dead? And now, Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. I am he who was dead. And now, I am alive forevermore. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. I am he who who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of Hades and death. Shout hallelujah. So, I have to, this scripture, I can't end without quoting it, okay? It is good. Before I go to that one, in first, in first, first, first Corinthians chapter 15, verse, 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 let me just, I don't want to go too far, but so 53, okay? 53, 54, it talks about mortality has been swallowed up. Oh, ooh, it says that for, for this corruption must put, okay, let's go to 52 because, I want to show somebody something I just said. All right, go to verse 51. All right, let me see if it's 51. Quickly, quickly. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all what? Sleep. Do you know what he's talking about? The sleep? Yeah. Death. Christians, they sleep. They don't die. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. So not all of us will die physically. By the time he says it's coming, some, some of us will still be alive. Shall we will 
will see him coming. In first, 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 first Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, he says that in a twinkle, first Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, oh man, I feel like preaching. For the Lord himself, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall arise first. Go to the next verse. Then we who are alive and remaining shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And that shall we be always with the Lord. Shout hallelujah. So, so not everybody will die. By the time Christ is coming, some of us will still be alive. But what will happen is, my father who was born again before he died, or your auntie, your cousin, your brother, if he was born again before he died, Bible said they are sleeping. And when Christ is coming, they will rise first. And then when they rise, we too, we will join them to be with Christ forever. Shout yeah. Let's go. First Corinthians, let's continue. Let's continue. He said, First Corinthians, and then, then, then shall be caught up in there to me. First Corinthians chapter 50, quickly. Verse 42, 43. Yeah, 43. God, let's go. Oh, 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 42. In a moment, how is this going to happen? In a moment, in the twinkling of the eye, before you can blink your eye, at the, at the last trumpet, okay, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. Do you know what I mean, Corinth? You can't defile it, it can't fall again. Incorruptible. And we shall be changed. We shall be changed. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. For incorrupt, for, for this corruptible, that's your the human body that gets tired, that gets sick, that gets weak, and all that. This corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on. Mortality must put on immortality. Go to the next verse. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortality or this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death has swallowed up in victory. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 25 verse 8. It says that death will be swallowed. That is quoting from Isaiah. Isaiah said it that he will swallow up death forever. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people, of his people, he will take away from, from all the earth. In, in Hosea chapter 13, verse 14, Hosea chapter 13, verse 14, he says, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. Grave has lost its victory because of Christ. From the power of grave, I will redeem them from death. Oh, death. I will be your plague. Oh, grave, I will, I, will, I will be your destruction. Jesus. This is what he did. So now, First Corinthians chapter 15 back. Let's pick it again. And I'll, I'll try to end. Death is swallowed up in victory. 55. Then, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, haste, where is your victory? And then he said, the sting of death is sin. So the commandment is what is making empowering sin. Because no one knows if you have sinned, if there's no commandment. Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 20, that the law came or the commandment came so that sin can increase. Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound. But the problem, the the good news is where sin is plenty, grace is abound. (laughs) 
So he said, death has been swallowed up. That's why Jesus died. To conquer death. Conquer the grave. Bible says, 2 Timothy chapter 1, from verse 8. It's a very nice text, telling you. I'm going to verse 10, and maybe I'll end to 11. But let me look at verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of, of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. Because people are laughing at me, people are insulted. Don't be ashamed of me, bro. Don't be ashamed of me. But share with me in the suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. All right? Go to the next verse. Power of God. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us where in Christ before time began. Before time began, you, God knew you would be here. So he had given you the grace in Christ before time. That's why I'm telling you, Christ was before time. Christ was before time began. You, and you have been given grace in Christ before time give, began. Oh, wow. All right, watch it. G- give me the Christ thing again. I love that. Uh, before, time, um, be- uh, before time began, watch this. So it was given to us in Christ. But look at verse 10. But, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. What did he do? Jesus, who has, who has, it's a death. You are dealt with. He has abolished death. And you know what? He brought light and immortality to life. Life and immortality to life through the gospel. He abolished death and now released life and immortality. He said, you you can live without dying anymore. You can live and have victory over death. You can live and have victory over death. That is why we Christians can pray for the dead to be raised back to life. Even that. That's why we can pray for your dying kidneys to receive life. We we, we brought, he abolished death. Because the brethren were flesh and were partakers, have partaken of flesh and blood. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Because the the children have partaken of flesh and blood. He, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy. He might destroy, render impotent. Katajo. He might katajo. He must katajo who, him who has the kratos power. Katajo, he who has the kratos of death. Who is that? The devil. devil. And he didn't finish the work there. Verse 15. And that he will. That, that he. And release those. Shout I'm released. Shout I'm released. Those who through fear. Fear is wicked. That's why the terror, terrorists seem to be winning. Because they terrorize everybody. Put a cross on you. Dress like an angel. And smile at people. Therefore, in all things, he had, he had, it's a necessity, an imperative necessity. He had to be made like his brethren. Remember the word brethren? Brethren. Made like us. Why? Why do you have to be like that? That he might be a merciful, not only merciful, but faithful, high priest in things pertaining to God and to make propitiation. But verse 15 says that he died and destroyed the, the devil who has the power of him who has the power of the sin that's devil and released those who through fear 
of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Can you imagine? All your lifetime, you are not free. I don't care how much money you have, you are not free. I don't care how much certificates you go, you know you are not free. You are even in a relationship, you are afraid to break. You are not free. You are not free. You are marrying a woman you really love, but you are not sure, so you have to sign a prenuptial agreement because you are not free. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's a sign that you are not free. You are not free. You are in bondage. You are in bondage. Many people have stopped joining the train, so God, they are not free. They are afraid. When they are going on a plane, they are afraid. They are free. We are not free. Don't you know we are not free? Human beings are not free because the devil is operating through others and through people all your lifetime, subject to bondage. Why? Why must you end in hospital and be lying in hospital bed for three weeks? You can't eat. You can't talk. What is, what is this? That is the, what the devil does to humanity. Our pastor, you know, uh, sometimes it's just, these are just medical. Huh? How can we pray and it goes? It's medical with a spiritual source. So if you go to the source and turn, switch off the power, it begins to die out. Amen. The Bible said, Jesus cursed the tree. It died to the root just by speaking. <sighs> Shout hallelujah. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.